Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. I've built a multiple six-figure business on social media and have mentored now thousands of women across multiple industries on how to do the same. If you're ready to drop the excuses, learn all the juicy secrets, and step fully into the six-figure and beyond boss that you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves. I'm so excited to be with you here today. And I gotta let you know, I'm recording this in a new way today. (laughs) I feel like we're trying so many new things lately in terms of tech and ways that we deliver things to you or repurpose things. But typically, I record these episodes on GarageBand, which is just like the free editing software that comes with Mac computers. And that works really well for anybody who's interested in like podcasting and things like that. Works great. But today we're trying this on Zoom because I need these episodes to be on video as well, because we're going to start playing around with some YouTube vibes. We're going to start taking some of these episodes or part of these episodes and repurposing them. And sometimes I I do these as lives with you on Instagram or, well, it would be on Facebook, which is where we can then repurpose as a video. But I'm not doing that this week. So we're trying Zoom and we're going to see how this goes. Okay. So today I am going to finish answering the questions that a few of you submitted uh, last week for me to answer on this podcast. I already did a part one. Really, really good questions were asked in that episode. I can kind of give you a rundown of what they are, like how to decide what price to put on your products and services, how to know when it's time to level up and how to do so in terms of like financial goals, how to start from scratch, or if I had to start from scratch, what would I do? What's the best signature offer to start with? Because I know that that can be really confusing. How do you handle, or how did I handle announcing to Instagram when I was pivoting to the business that I have now from my business of managing social media? And then how did I know that it was time to start this business? So I answered all of those on episode 118. So if that sounds interesting to you, please go check that out. And before I dive into today's questions, I have something very exciting to share with you. I am going to be, this week, as you listen to this, I'm going to be building the guest list for my brand new offer for you. It is called Reinvention, okay? So the tagline is reignite your passion, rebrand to magnetize, realign to thrive, get ready to redefine and recalibrate to the business of your wildest dreams. So my intention for this training is for it to be very short and sweet. I'm thinking about three days or so, definitely within like one week. And it's all around like your vision, your mindset, your branding, daily activities for, 
you know, remaining aligned and focused on your vision, energy, energy vibes, like, like all the things. So if you are feeling lost or stuck or fuzzy on your mission or like what it is that you want to create, if, if you feel like you're, you're sitting in pause mode and you just want, you want to get clear and you want to go this training is going to be for you. It's called reinvention. And if you go to the link in my Instagram bio or the link, wherever you listen to this podcast, or, you know, if you are seeing this on YouTube, you might have the link there too. Then you can get on the wait list. If you get on the wait list, you will get access to early bird pricing. It's going to be affordable anyway, because it's, it's a pretty small offer in terms of like time. Um, so it's going to be very affordable anyway, but I'm also going to give you access to early bird pricing, but only if you are on the wait list. So if that sounds interesting, get on the wait list so you can be first to know about it. If you're not interested, it's no big deal. You don't have to join, but at least you'll learn about it first and you'll get access to early bird pricing if you are on that list. So I'm super fired up about it. It's going to be so fun. So high vibe. Just my intention for that is to, again, just anybody that's feeling stuck or just wants to be reignited, re-excited, right? Like realigned to what they actually want to create. This is for you. So link in bio, get on the wait list and you'll be first to know about that. All right. So anyway, let's dive into today's question and get the show on the road. So the first question comes from vitamin F blog. And she asked, or she said, I'm having trouble identifying my ideal client. I've recently launched a copywriting business. And then she, she's like asking, like, should she come up with an angle? She put angle question mark. So in my experience with this type of business, probably the best thing you could ever do is niche down get really, really specific, the type of businesses or the type of business owners that you write copy for. And here's why I want you to imagine that you yourself are looking for a copywriter, right? So you're looking for a copywriter for copywriters. Cause you're a copywriter and you're looking for somebody to help you create copy for your own business. That's what you're looking for. And you come across Two people who are copywriters, one writes copy just for any business, right? They'll write copy for medical practices. They'll write copy for women in network marketing. They'll also write copy for you as a copywriter. And then there's person B over here who writes copy, copy specifically for copywriters. Like that's her thing, right? That's, that's her specialty. She knows your business in and out. She knows the things that you offer. She knows the type of clients that you're going after. She can learn the type of clients that you're going after, but her specialty is writing copy for copywriters. Who would you be more likely to hire? I know I personally would be way more likely to hire the copywriter for, for my type of business. I would feel more confident in that decision. So what I encourage you to do, or anybody listening who is wanting to niche down, who is it that you're wanting to serve? So for this specific example, you're a copywriter. What did you do previously? Were there businesses that you typically did work with, or are there businesses that you aspire to work with? Maybe 
you used to be in the medical field and you know all about it and you really enjoy helping medical practices market. So you could niche yourself as like the go-to medical practice copywriter, or you could even get more specific than that, like copywriter for plastic surgeons or estheticians, med spas. So like you could go even deeper than that, right? So get clear on like who it is that you're wanting to serve, how they need your services, what would they be looking for? And if you need an ideal client worksheet to like work through that, I have one and I can link that in the bio for you. But yeah, for your specific business, I could not recommend more. How can we niche you down instead of going like wide and helping more people like something specific? Again, it could be like, you write copy for network marketers. You write copy for female entrepreneurs, for business coaches, for confidence coaches. Like you could get that, that niche. That is what, like, if I were you, that's what I would do. And then I would market the heck out of myself as like the go-to queen copywriter of that specific niche. Mm. That'd be amazing. So the next question comes from Mrs. Maria M. Martin, and she asked for the best way to figure out your niche and brand aside from my MLM. So same thing. Okay. I didn't realize that both of these were, um, vitamin F blog. She didn't necessarily ask about niche. She was asking about ideal client, which led me into the niche conversation, but yeah, very, very similar question. Obviously I didn't realize that. Um, so yeah, same, same thing. Like you are in network marketing. I don't know what product you sell specifically or service that you sell specifically, but let's say you sell, Hmm. Let's say you sell skincare and you're wanting to niche yourself. Well, in your specific business of network marketing, what would work really well for you is if you get clear on, okay, for your social media, what type of person is going to be more likely to want to follow along with you? What person on social media is more likely to, to take in your stories to watch your day-to-day activities, to be into the other life things that you're into at this season of your life. For your business, that is what would work really well because fact of the matter is you sell something that obviously a lot of other people sell. So, you know, like just because you sell this brand of skincare and you really believe in it, you know, people probably know five other people who sell the same thing. So you want to differentiate yourself by figuring out what your niche is and how you serve people in other way. You want to get people's attention in another way. So let's say that you're also super into wellness and fitness and, and nutrition. Like aside from your network marketing business, that is your passion. So you could niche into that. You could be like the go-to mama If you're a mom, I'm not sure if you are, but let's say you're a mom and you're super into that and you get like the kids involved and you share healthy recipes and healthy meals. That's just like such a part of your life that that's kind of a place that you can niche yourself and hold people's attention because when you do that really well, then they're naturally going to see the skincare content. And because they're already watching you and they have your attention with this other thing that you talk about, and it could be anything. 
right? It could be like you, you love to organize and you talk about organizing all the time because you keep your home super organized and you notice that the people follow you love it and you love to talk about it. That could be your thing too. And you share that. And because people are watching you for that thing, they're naturally going to see your skincare content. And because they like, know, and trust you because of the other stuff you post about, they're more likely to buy that skincare from you versus the other people that they know that also sell the same thing. So yeah, for all of us, niching down is, is a good idea. It's not absolutely necessary, but if you can, even in, in a mild way, like I feel like I, even I could be a lot more niche than I am, but I like where I'm at, but like, at least I work with women, right? I work with female women, business owners, that's pretty broad still, but like it works for me. If you feel like that's too broad for you, how can we go a little bit deeper? The next question comes from Christina Megan, and she said, what color paint is your potty studio? So if you're watching this on the YouTube video or whatever we do with this video, you can see it. It's really, really dark. It's a super, super dark green. And I believe the exact color is black forest green and it's a Benjamin Moore color. Next question comes from Kathy Mead Frenheiser. And she asks, how do you differentiate yourself if you're selling the same product and service as others? So, and, and she, she expounded on that. She said like network marketing. So yeah, kind of similar to what I just mentioned you do want to differentiate yourself, right? And and you're asking how. So how you would do that is, Kathy, what are other things that you're interested in? What are other parts of your life that you can't help but to share? It could be so simple. Somebody sent me an account the other day and I haven't had a chance to really look at it. I've just glanced at the message and I just, it's been a crazy week. But I've been talking, I I think I did, it might've been, what episode was that? I'll have to look. Um, Or maybe I just did a live on it and I haven't, I can't remember if I made it into a podcast or not, but I was talking about the power of niching and how, and like how you can find your secret sauce. Yeah. I made that into an episode just a second and I'll, let me check for you. I think it's 116. I'm pretty sure it's 116. Anyway, it's about like finding your secret sauce. So anybody, like anybody who's listening who also wants niche help, go listen to, I'm pretty sure it's episode 116. It's something along the lines of like how to find your secret sauce, your it factor, something like that. And I go a lot deeper into this, but I talked about that in some, and my whole point was kind of what I just mentioned in the last, when answering the last question it could be so simple. You, you just want to find another way to hold people's attention. And, and I gave different examples and I was like, there are people out there who are so niche. Like what they do is it's so basic. It's so niche. And I can't, I think I gave the example of like cat trainers or something. And somebody sent me a message and I'll shout them out on social media. I'll go find it and I'll shout them out on social media because it was such a great example. But they sent me an account of a woman who's really good at folding clothes. Like that is her thing. And I think she's, she called herself like the clothes folding lady or something. And like, I wish I had gone and looked at it for this question. 
and I can be more specific, but I will post it on Instagram. But that right there is, is such a perfect example. What do you genuinely like to do? Maybe you're like super, super into personal development and you really want to lean in there and you want to be like a go-to resource and somebody who lifts people up and shares the book that you're reading. You could do like a book club. You could share daily quotes that are personal development related for, for women who are in your specific age group, right? It doesn't have to be a, uh, applicable to, to just anybody. It could be like, you know, best case scenario, again, people in your specific age group, or maybe you come from a certain background and you've dealt like, I don't know, maybe with PTSD or something. So maybe you have an account where you share positivity and self-development for people who, who also suffer from PTSD. So just a few different examples there. But I would take a step back and ask myself, okay, what is it that I honestly enjoy doing every day? And oh, and another example that I get that I gave on that episode was an old client of mine. She loved uh, crime, crime shows and reality shows and and like housewives. Like that is her thing. She literally made an account and a podcast that is dedicated to those two things. Like that is her thing. So it can be really deep and really inspiring. It can be fun and lighthearted, but I do encourage you to ask yourself, like, what else do I have to offer? If you feel like you need that now, there are plenty of women who are in network marketing or, or really any business where their thing is what they sell. Right. So like, let's say you sell again, skincare, they want to be, and they want to market themselves as the go-to skincare expert for blank. Like maybe there's like a specific skincare concern or for women of a certain age again. So that's possible. If, if that aligns with you, if that feels exciting and, and, and yeah, it just feels exciting for you. Cool. Do that. Like myself, I have other parts of my brand I talk about wellness. I talk about my family. I talk about personal development and a few other things here and there, but my passion genuinely is online business. My passion genuinely is growing and helping growing my own business and helping other women grow their businesses on social media. I live, eat and breathe it. So that's what I, I feel like people mostly know me for is, is for that. So yeah, you don't necessarily have to go down that path, but for a lot of people, that's a good move. And I encourage you to think of it that way. Our next question comes from Brooke Van Lewin. And she asked how to build your email list so we can start those e-blasts that you recommend. So I did a full podcast on all things e-blasts. Um, it was episode 89. And I go really, really deep into that. But just like a few bullet points to get you started, I use a CRM called MailerLite and I highly recommend it. I feel like once you get the hang of it and it's not hard to, it's very intuitive. It's very easy to use. I train all of my clients on MailerLite. It works really well. Now how to build it, how to get people on your list. You can do a couple of different ways, two main ways, one being freebies right? So you could create like a, a PDF in Canva or, 
you could host a masterclass or you could do really anything, right? Like what, what would your ideal client be into that you could create and give away for free? But in order for them to gain access to that, they have to opt into your email list. That is what I encourage you to do to grow that email list. So if you find yourself sharing recipes all the time or of your, of your own, or I don't know, like, like maybe you, you already create freebies for your audience and people are like, Hey, send me that link for that thing. And you're just giving it to them. Absolutely not. This it's all about the energetic exchange. Okay. So you create something valuable for them. They need to give you some sort of exchange for that. In this case, an email, because if they're interested in that freebie, then they're likely going to be interested in whatever else you have to offer. Of course, meaning if the, if the freebie is aligned to what you sell, which is what we want to do. So I guess like, I should have already said that I should have mentioned that a second ago, like this freebie needs to be aligned to what it is that you sell in the same niche, same category. So freebies that I've made ideal client profile, content idea generator list, uh, power hour worksheet, right? Like all of these things I know that you, my ideal client would be super into. It's not hard for me to create. I know it'd be valuable, but if you want it, you have to opt into my email list because I know that you would be interested in my weekly emails potentially that I send out in addition to future offers and future freebies that I put out. The next question comes from my girl, Ashley McNulty. And she asked, how much time do you work? Is it five days per week? So currently I am in a busier season of my own business. Typically I work five days anyway, but for a couple weeks there, I was kind of getting into the habit and I loved it, which is where I worked mostly Monday through Thursday and Friday was what I call like a flex day. So if I had work that I needed to catch up on Friday, awesome. I would do that. Otherwise that was my day to get my hair done, get my nails done, shop, hang out, get a massage, hang out with crews, like whatever. So that's, that's my goal. My goal is to work four days a week and then have like Friday flex day and then have the weekend and take fully off. But right now, if I'm being fully honest, I'm shifting some things in my business. I'm onboarding a couple people on my team and it's just, it, it's a bit busier, but I feel like I'm so aligned to it and I'm, I'm not even mad about it. So right now, if I'm being totally honest, I'm working six to seven days a week. And on the weekends, it does, it's not full days. It's just like a few hours here and there on the weekends and then full days, Monday through Friday. And that looks like about 9am to 6pm. But that's just, again, it's just the season I'm in. I'm, I'm setting things up, stacking the deck in my favor and, you know, just getting ready for a few things that are to come in the fall and early or winter and, and early next year. But I would say like normal, normal seasons, four to five days a week. And then the last question we're going to cover today comes from the Single Mum Society. 
And she said, after a bad network marketing experience, I don't want to sell to my friends. How do I sell to strangers? Okay. So I don't know if maybe you're in a new network marketing business opportunity right now, or if you're selling something else. So there's a couple ways that you can do this. Number one, you can go and you can make another account and you can just start from square one, go find people that are aligned to your ideal client, go engage on their stuff, follow them, and you can grow that way. You can also grow by partnering and doing collaborations with other similar accounts. It would be a little harder to do that since you don't have any, you wouldn't have any followers yet being brand new, but maybe you have friends in, in complementary industries to the business that you're in now that wouldn't mind at all and would love to shout you out on social media to, to get you some new followers on your page. So you can do that and start from square one or you can own it. I don't see what the harm is in, in going to your friends or going onto your social media and owning and saying, Hey guys, like I'm, I'm feeling a little vulnerable right now. This might feel weird to hear. It feels weird for me to say, but I'm coming to you in, you know, full honesty. You might've noticed that I switched businesses and here's why I didn't have the best experience. I realize I might have come on too strong in some ways. And, you know, it was, it was maybe the way I was trained or I felt like that was my only option. And, you know, I'm sorry if I did that or, you know, I'm, I'm learning, I'm figuring this out, but I just wanted to let you know that, you know, I'm, I'm realigned to this new business. I'm really excited about it. I will not be reaching out to you, but I would love if you followed along and, you know, if you ever have any questions, I'm your girl right? I don't see anything wrong with that. And I would like, if I heard somebody say that, like if I had a friend who maybe reached out to me a couple of times trying to sell to me and I, you know, and I didn't love how she did it. If I saw her own that and just come honestly and truthfully about it, I would think that that was really cool, honestly. So I'd question the belief that, that you can't sell to your friends again and not saying that you do believe that, but you're just saying, I don't want to, which is totally fine. And again, you don't have to, like you totally could do the other option and, and start from scratch and go from there. That's, that's doable. People do that all the time. As a matter of fact, that's what I did. Um, whenever I first started my business, not this, was it this one? no, my social media management business, I had my own Instagram account and I wanted to grow it and be, and set myself up as like, I guess a thought leader in this industry, since I was helping other businesses and learning so much about social media. But I felt really weird about doing that on my personal account. I had very little confidence at the time. I was very insecure. I felt weird about like showing up confidently, you know, in that role of thought leader. I felt very insecure about doing that in front of family and old friends and new friends. And it just, it didn't feel, it did not feel good to me. So I created a separate business account and I didn't tell anybody about it until finally got to the point where I was so confident and I loved what I was doing 
And then I didn't care who followed me. And at this point now, all of my friends, every single one of my friends, new and old have to follow me on that account. Cause I don't, I don't even access my personal account anymore. I don't even know the password to my personal account anymore. So for me, it was just like kind of a slow progression into feeling comfortable and confident in that way. Now I don't care who follows or finds me. So you can do that, but I just want you to know like that that's just one option for you. You don't have to do that. I, again, I just think it would be really cool if you didn't feel aligned to starting from scratch, if you just owned it and said, Hey, like live and learn. If you don't want to follow along with this next business venture, you don't have to, but I'm just letting you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm super excited. And if you ever in the market for this type of thing, I'm your girl. Okay. So those are all the questions that I have for you today. I love doing these Q and a episodes. So if you ever have a question or a topic idea for a podcast episode, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. It's really helpful if you put at the top, like podcast episode idea or podcast question or something like that, just so I can find it. Cause sometimes the DMS can get a little crazy. I'm trying to handle it, but, um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. You can always reach out to me at Allie I Reeves on Instagram. And again, go to the link in my bio, get on the wait list for reinvention. It's going to be a freaking amazing. And I will see you here next week. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team, or even better, dropping me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves, and or you can join us in the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group. See you back here next week.